Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast Hanukkah episode with David Kasdan. Happy Hanukkah, everyone. I'm David Kasdan, a Messianic Jewish filmmaker, artist, and musician. In this podcast, I'm including an audio version of a comedy sketch I did about Hanukkah. It's called the Star Wars Hanukkah Special. But let's do our interview first. It's with the Achad Records co-founder, Christian Montoya. Achad Records has put out a free CD that's available for download on achadrecords.com. They're also selling a special Hanukkah t-shirt. I'm talking to Christian Montoya of uh, Chad Records. How's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, so welcome to the super special uh, Hanukkah episode. Thank you. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm calling this a Hanukkah episode, not the Thanksgiving slash Hanukkah episode. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, that would be a, a once-in-a-lifetime theme. But um reason I, you know, one reasons I wanted to talk to you was because um, you have a, a shirt from Achad Records. Yes, that's correct. Okay, well, do you want to tell me a little about the t-shirt that you have? Yes, well, uh, my wife had this idea to do a design for Thanksgiving, which is Thanksgiving and Hanukkah falling on the same day, and you know, it just so happens that we're working on a, a Thanksgiving celebration at our synagogue with the youth, and um, you know, she's she's done stuff like in, this in the past, and um, she put together a little design, and I, I transferred it to Illustrator on the computer, and I said, hey, you know, this would make a really nice shirt. So, you know, I just put it up on the Echad Records uh, merchandise store, and, you know, all the proceeds from the sales of this shirt will go to promoting Echad Records projects, like uh, marketing some of our upcoming compilations and helping us print quarter cards and CDs to distribute to various synagogues and at events and stuff like that. Um, and it's just a really cheesy shirt that we put together. It just says Thanksgiving 5774 along the top, and it has the picture of the Minerki, which is a menorah, um, a Hanukkah that uh, happens to also be a turkey. And it says underneath it, a latka to be thankful for, which is my own cheesy joke. Oh, it's good. I, I like that, and you, you added that back in. Um, so when you're just describing the turkey, so it's, I guess it's with eight, or, well, it would be nine kind of candles instead of where, I guess would it be, uh, like, it's part of the, so it would be nine candles instead of, uh, like, nine feathers or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, so it's like, the turkey almost looks like a peacock, actually. And the candles um, are made up of the turkey's tail feathers. Yeah, I think that's pretty clever. I mean, I think, you know, I I don't really think of that much of, with turkeys, but I guess that's how people, you know, in elementary school, when you do the turkey, it's using your hand or, mm-hmm. you know, and, 
And then the NBC logo is kind of almost the same thing with the five symbols or something. That's what I think of for the peacock, at least. Yeah, and I mean, I can't say that the Minarchy is even our own original idea. Um, there was uh, an article a couple months back about this kid who had the idea to do a Minarchy, and he started selling them online. And he sold a bunch already because, you know, this is the first time ever that Thanksgiving and Hanukkah fall on the same day. So I guess a lot of people are just excited about, you know, celebrating this sort of unique holiday. Yeah. Yeah, obviously it's a, you know, a lot of people are, are having fun with the, the concepts of the two holidays. But, um, you know, you're definitely a clever design. I mean, I've seen the you know, a lot of people talking about... Uh, you know, turkey, uh, fried turkey pancakes or, or something like that, but, yeah, first. Yeah, well, we'll definitely be doing stuff like that at our, um, Thanksgiving event, you know, we'll have pumpkin pie and latkes and, you know, we're gonna do pin the tail on the turkey and we're gonna do a combination of Hanukkah trivia and Thanksgiving trivia, you know, there's just, I, I think, you know, and this is something that I, I learned from my mom, and she's she's not even Jewish, but, you know, she's always said that, like, the greatest American holiday is Thanksgiving, and, you know, it's something that um, is relevant to, you know, Jews, Gentiles alike, um, and so I think that it's, uh, you know, when you think about the miracle of Hanukkah, you know, and you think about, like, the meaning of Thanksgiving, you know, it, it I think they go well together. Let me see. So you, you're talking about some of the food mashups and and some of the activities. Were there any more activities or kind of a, um, I guess it would be, I guess probably a message or something, but is there is there anything else that's kind of combining the holidays and did you help organize it? Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything else that's combining the holidays, but yeah, my wife and I are organizing it, so we're kind of, uh, you know, single-handedly put it together. Um, you know, the, the prior youth leader at Beth Zion, who's now the worship leader at Bait Messiah in Seattle, Ivars, was the one who sort of, um, we, we learned about the, you know, the, the lock-in concept from him, which is, you know, we get the youth together at the Beth Zion house for, for a night, you know, get together in the evening, have food, have various activities, you know, everybody sleeps over, you know, they go home safely in the morning, uh, you know, the other thing that we do is a, a gift exchange. So it's kind of a, a Hanukkah gift exchange, which is always a lot of fun. Cool. Well, that's that's pretty exciting. Um, and I guess are you... Um, now, I don't really know this because, um, well, I've only been in... I was only in the Midwest for a few years, and now I'm back on the West Coast where I was originally from. But um, do you associate Hanukkah with snow, or are you... And are you fine with it, with it being this early? Yeah, it's interesting. I do associate it with snow, and um, it's funny because growing up, especially since I wasn't raised, you know, with a Jewish understanding, you know, even though I am Jewish, I wasn't raised that way. Um, I always understood it as being very close to Christmas, and apparently, the way the Hebrew calendar and the Gregorian calendar are drifting apart, Hanukkah is just going to keep on moving earlier in the year. So, um, you know, I mean, it's the end of days, who knows how many more Hanukkahs we have, but it is very interesting um, 
thinking of it as being earlier in the year. And uh, I don't know, I guess uh, the only way to approach it is to start thinking on the Hebrew calendar and throw away the Gregorian calendar. I can't think of any other way to get used to it. <laughs> well, a couple things. I mean, first I actually heard that it's the, I don't know if I, maybe I heard this wrong, but uh, I believe that the overall the Jewish holidays are going to be drifting later. Now it's, it can still, I mean, this is a fluke in that, you know, there's still a month range, give or take, because of the extra month. But um, for the most part, the holidays are going to drift later and later. But this was a fluke with it being, you know, as early as possible, plus Thanksgiving being the fourth Thursday. It could be as soon as, you know, the 21st or, well, not, I guess the 22nd. So it could be anywhere from the 22nd through the 28th. So it just happened to be, you know, if Thanksgiving was a few days earlier, it wouldn't have overlapped. Okay. Now, what yeah, is, that makes sense. Yeah. And then there's actually no, the 79,000 is, I mean, won't actually happen because um, there actually is a rule somewhere, and I forget this, that, that Passover has to be in the spring. Um, so eventually, it's going to, the 79,000 was if it, how long it would take for it to drift later and later, and then it go all the way back around, and then, you know, finally end up in November again. Interesting. Yeah, that does make a lot more sense. Yeah, looking at the at the calendar for the next few years, man, it's such a big difference. Yeah. No. So I think probably, you know, somewhere in like fifty or a hundred years, they'll they'll do a slight tweak on it. But I I still imagine that that this would be the only uh, Thanksgiving in our lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Um. Okay, well, uh, have you ever been involved uh, in Hanukkah plays or things like that before? No. Okay. Just asking, have you ever done plays for any, or organized things like at your synagogue for other types of holidays? Yeah, we've had in the past, we've done plays for Purim, and um, I think it was, yeah, I was involved with it one year. Um yeah, we have a uh, we have someone that does um, like a a drama ministry, and so you know we've done those in the past when we have enough people who can you know essentially practice consistently and, and rehearse for for a few months in advance. Um, but yeah, that's the one that always seems to be really popular is Purim because people get really involved. You know, the audience likes to play around with all the noisemakers and stuff like that. It's just kind of the perfect story to reenact for that reason. Before we move on, what's the web address for the t-shirt for Echad Records? It's echadrecords.spreadshirt.com. And if you go to the main Echad Records website, just echadrecords.com there's a link on the right that says merchandise and that'll take you to the store as well excellent okay now let's talk some more uh, about Echad Records now when I was last talking to you um, online they had you guys had um, were getting ready to release um, volume one but you couldn't really talk about it um, you could mention that you know Downpour and then my band were in it so what were some of the uh, other bands that ended up on Volume 1 for Hot Records? Uh, we ended up having Hashir, 
Asia Parish, Misha Getz, um, the group Echad, which is funny, they actually have, you know, the same name. And we have Lev Shalom with Corey Bell, Rebecca Rudolph, um, Kara Oliveira, Joe Cuyu, Frederick Vervolt, the Pair Republic, Aliza Evans, Rabbi Jan, and Toby and Brooke Manolis. That's the whole um, list along with uh, Downpour, which you mentioned. Oh, that's pretty cool. Did you have that list memorized? No, I actually had to open the website um, before we started this this uh, this interview so I could make sure to oh, check cool. these things. Well, yeah, you, you made it sound uh, convincing. Okay, so um, what... Was there anything you learned just from the process for putting together Volume 1? Yeah, I mean, one thing I would say is that, um, you know, I was surprised at how many artists out there have stuff that they've recorded and they're just kind of sitting on it because they don't really know what to do with it. Um, You know, there's quite a few people that just came out of nowhere. Um, For example, you know, we, um, we spoke to... Brian Unterberger, who runs Psalm Place, and he mentioned to all the artists on Psalm Place that we were doing this compilation, and so there were some that reached out to us through him that I hadn't even heard of before, but they had these songs which they've been, you know, putting up on Psalm Place, and they were just like, yeah, if you're doing a compilation here, you know, definitely, you know, put the song on there if you guys like it. Um, you know, there was also... I mean, the song that we got from Misha Getz was from her, you know, her upcoming debut album. So we had it on the compilation about a month before, you know, her album came out. Um, and she told us, you know, she was more than happy to give us her song. And she said, you know, this song, you know, I put it online a while back and, you know, people have pirated it. So it's gotten a ton of downloads from people essentially, you know, getting it illegally and she was like, you know, if if a lot of people are going to download it, you know, I may as well put it in a place where I'm saying, you know, it's okay to get it from here, you know, but it's it's kind of like, you know, people are going to get a hold of the music one way or another. You know, she was very open to the idea of giving away a song for free. And, you know, if anything, it helps, you know, promote the upcoming album. Um, we also had... You know, I, I mean, there was just an, it was interesting to see some of the styles of music that I hadn't heard before from Messianic artists, like Downpour, you know, being sort of like a classic rock sound, and, you know, the Para Republic being, you know, sort of a very, I mean, maybe you can describe it better than I can. It's like the closest to, to metal that I've heard, you know, from the Messianic movement. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't go quite there. I mean, maybe we did that on a, a few tracks with Netzer, but, oh, well, I guess you could say closest. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, for a while I was definitely, you know, pre-downpour, I could describe it as, like, the heaviest, maybe. I mean, there's there's this one youth group from Australia that in, uh, you know, the early 2000s, you know, released some, like, more traditional punk. Um mm-hmm. So I, I guess it's a toss-up on that. I mean, maybe they're they're a little louder on the music and we're a little louder on the vocals because we're more of a, a grunge, heavier sound than the kind of clean stuff over heavy music. But So that's debatable, but uh, they haven't done anything. I think, I presume they disbanded because, you know, the, 
Uh, the only thing I have on them is a MySpace that's, you know, not updated and and all that. Right. Right, but, um, yeah, I'd say closest to metal in the in the Messianic movement, sure. I'll take that. Yeah. Oh, cool, um, did you... So besides, uh... Besides the, those genres, I, I guess, and besides Misho, was there also new types of worship that you hadn't heard before? Yes, definitely. Um, I mean, the most interesting one for me was the song by Cara Oliveira, Answered Questions, which is, again, a song that, you know, she had already recorded. You know, she had um, essentially been sitting on it for a long time. And, you know, because Cara Oliveira, most people know her as Cara Haynes, uh, you know, she's part of Zemmer Lavav, which is her family, um, and she's written some of the songs um, for Zemmer Lavav. And Zemmer Lavav is very, like, traditional, you know, um, Israeli, you know, Jewish messianic worship music. Um, but the stuff that Kara's been writing on her own is very, you know, you, you wouldn't even call it worship music, and it isn't. Um, something that you would expect uh, within the messianic movement it's essentially like poetry like devotional songs um, just kind of like intro you know introspective um, sort of writing about you know emotions and feelings and ideas and then things that are very you know it's very thought-provoking and it's actually I think I think it's something that um, can appeal to people who aren't you know necessarily looking for praise or worship music especially people who are not believers um i think it's very relevant and i think it's like it's something that's always contemporary you know when someone's kind of pouring their heart into you know the the lyrics for a song um and just kind of asking essentially those difficult questions um you know which is the theme of this song actually um it's, it's something that i want to focus on a lot more in the future uh and we have a song on volume two by angela taylor that's in the same vein you know it's it's something that you could hear it on the radio and you wouldn't even realize that it's essentially you know because um, it's not necessarily preachy or you know scriptural but it asks these really good questions and it presents you know sort of a, essentially like a, a very good you know doctrinal you know concept of like examining you know these very difficult ideas and so um yeah i think that's just like i think it's something that could speak to young people and that we just need to encourage in the messianic movement you know writing these kinds of songs well that's great okay so since you mentioned it um it, are you still working on volume two yeah i'm actually in the process right now of mastering uh, the various songs for volume two, um, which I'm almost done with. And I'm going through and sort of making sure that they're all at a good volume and that they sound good in order. And so um, at this stage, it's pretty much just going through with the other uh, members of Echad Records and sort of doing a final vote on the track list, um, finalizing the cover art. And then, you know, by next week, I'll be uploading the whole compilation and, and announcing it probably. Okay, well it's it's good to hear that. Um, yeah, I didn't heard much about it. Um, so I guess I guess I have kind of funny timing. I mean, I definitely wanted to get you in for the Hanukkah episode, but it's kind of funny. It's once again we're 
kind of talking about a compilation that's not out, but it's you know it's too late for submissions. Yeah, it's and it's funny because uh, you know the, the goal was to have it out before Hanukkah, and so it's kind of like our Hanukkah gift to everyone. Um, but as I always say, you know, we do a rolling submission process. So you know, as soon as Volume Two comes out, we're already you know collecting songs for Volume Three, and um, you know we'll be doing some big things in December. You know, we're going to sort of expand the scope of of what we do and how we go about promoting the compilations, and you know, it's it's definitely never a bad time to submit a song. You know, for us, like. You know, we're always we're always looking for more artists and, and new artists and, and new songs. That's really good. Um, well, Hanukkah does last for eight days, so you don't you don't have to. It doesn't have to be a Thanksgiving gift. It can be a, <laughs> just a Hanukkah gift. I think I think the way to do it would be to download it on day one, but just listen to one song each day. Okay, um, but it's going to be more than eight songs, right? Yeah, it's actually going to be 11, okay. which I'm excited about. Well, cool. Um, let me think. Uh, no, I think last time you had, or one of you guys had hinted about a Spanish um, compilation as well. Um, has there been some progress in that? Yeah, I've been um, finding more artists that are doing stuff in Spanish. Um, I had to essentially put it on hold because, you know, there was a lot of... Uh, a lot of work that went into um, putting together volume two. Um, we were actually, I was working with some of the artists, you know, helping them um, through the process of like recording their songs. Um, and so, you know, which is exciting because it, it's part of what we want to do is help to develop artists. And, um, you know, there's a couple of the songs on volume two, they're songs that you can't find anywhere else. You know, they're exclusive to Echad Records. But yeah, essentially, you know, that's part of, you know, when I say we're going to start doing big things in December, you know, that's part of it. And it's all a matter of just, um, you know, nailing down a date in 2014 where we can release a, a Spanish compilation and just starting to, to work directly with the right artists for that. Um, that's one of my primary goals. Nice. Um, so that's really cool. I, I know that you've been helping people... Um, promote music um so when you say that you're helping people recording is that like advice on software advice on hardware um that type of thing yeah it's it's a little more so than that um with the song that um angela taylor is doing for for volume two you know she actually sent us a demo that she recorded at home and she originally sent it to us for volume one and so um you know, I went through through and remastered it to the best of my ability, but um, I, we went back and we said, you know, this is a really good song. We really want to we want to do it, but um, you know, we want to see if there's some way for you to be able to go into a studio and record it properly. And so um, she ended up finding a friend of hers that you know was able to um, essentially work with her in the studio. And yeah, we actually went through revisions. You know, she sent us. Um, you know versions and you know we we talked over the phone and said you know the tempo here is good the tempo here should be faster you know um i mean to the point of like what key you know to play the guitar in and you know how to sort of approach the vocals and the timing and the cadence to go with and so um yeah it was just a really cool process 
Um, and we're actually, you know, I'm thinking about putting two versions out on the compilation, you know, one sort of the final, you know, heavily mastered um, version and, and one, another one that's like one of the acoustic versions from an earlier take. Um, just because it's cool to see, like, you know, that process of going from, you know, here's an idea. Like, I mean, there's a lot of messianic, um, messianic um, musicians out there who are like, hey, I have a song I wrote. You know, I've got the words, I can play it on my guitar and kind of going, you know, they're thinking about like, how can I go from there, you know, to having something that's uh, CD quality. And, you know, it's not difficult. It's, it takes some work, but it's very doable. And this is a perfect example of how that can be done. Nice. And now, um, I assume email information and everything on that is on achadrecords.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's E-C-H-A-D records.com. Excellent. Um, now, how is your uh, uh, DJ work going? <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I had a couple gigs. Um, I played New York Comic Con a couple months ago, and then I played a, a music festival in Philadelphia. Um, but I'm essentially putting that on hold right now. Um, my wife's pregnant, and... Um, you know the baby's coming in January, most likely, um, if not earlier, and so, you know, I want to be I want to be home as much as possible, you know, and and be there to to help her out and support her. Um, but I'm actually I'm working at a, a company now called Blend that you know is all about you know music collaboration and you know we have a really cool um, platform um, where people can go and collaborate on music and. Um, it's funny because as part of my job, you know, I'm continuing to work on electronic music and, you know, sort of keeping my, my DJ skills, you know, fresh. So it's like, you know, even when I'm putting it on hold in my personal life, it's still a part of my work, you know, which is cool because it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Oh, that is really cool. Okay, so what did you mean by uh, playing at, at New York Comic Con? Was that a... Uh, private event was that like in between sessions it was actually uh you know new york comic-con is primarily an expo floor so they have all these different um brands and and artists and and stores that come in and set up booths within the javits convention center in new york city and um one of the booths was a uh there's a subsidiary of Nam- namco bandai which is the biggest you know one of the biggest video game and, and toy makers in japan um they have a group called shifty look that does uh online comics and animations for some of the original you know namco uh uh ip so they do like bravo man and galaga and pac-man comics you know katamari and stuff like that and um you know, they invited me last year and they invited me again this year and essentially, you know, at various times throughout Comic-Con, they sent me up at their at their booth and I just sort of DJed for the whole crowd, you know, people walking by, you know, some people stopped and, you know, enjoyed the music and danced and stuff like that and I was able to give out cards and sell some of my CDs, but yeah, it's essentially, you know, I was literally playing at Comic-Con. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Never... I, I've been to San Diego Comic Con uh, once, and it, it is a crazy environment. I can imagine New York being the same kind, type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think the San Diego one is bigger. So right, but um, it's but also yeah. um, I mean, I think it would be more 
media driven in that everyone's going off to panels and, and things. Yeah, it's it's just crazy how many people are there. You know, there's so many people just going around to different booths and checking out everything that's going on and it was like I mean it's overwhelming for me, you know, and I'm a DJ, you know, just seeing <laughs> the amount of people there at any time. So you know, and like I said, I mean, I was right in the center, you know, close to the entrance, um, you know, in, in an hour of DJing there, there was probably, you know, thousands of people that were going by at any moment. Okay, cool. Well, I, I, is there anything you wanted to say to wrap up? Uh, just a happy, you know, Thanksgiving Hanukkah to everyone, um, or Thanksgiving, if you're going to celebrate them together. And, you know, just keep an eye out for what we're doing with Echad Records. You know, we'll have a lot of exciting announcements. And, you know, I just want everyone to be excited about what we're doing. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll celebrate one day of Thanksgiving and, you know, eight days of Hanukkah, and they'll just happen mm-hmm. to overlap. So, um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing all the projects and things that are coming out in December, and then you'll get them, um, you'll You'll be earning your your break in in the new year. (laughs) Yep. Okay, well, it was good to talk to you. Yep, same here. Always a pleasure. And now for my Star Wars Hanukkah special. This is an audio version of a video sketch that I've done before. Some of the gags were originally visual, but I think it works well in an audio version. The Star Wars Hanukkah special. Introducing the rebels of the planet Judea, Princess Leia, Jabba the Hutt. Introducing Menorah, the people of Judea lived in peace, a land flourishing with chewbrub and sweetweed. When the vile Jabba the Hutt took over Judea, he issued decrees against their religious practices. What will the people do? We must be on guard. Jabba's banned all religious practices in Judea, and he's banned us from reuniting the holocrons. Jabba is warming hut, banning all religious observances, building a statue of himself in our temple. Yeah. That's terrible. I understand. But let's start our study. Today we're going to study about the time when Moses delivered our people from the plague of Dubak. Quick, someone's coming! Who do we have here? We're just playing some games, sir. I have a little chess cube, forged from carbonite, and when the chess cube's ready, we'll play into the night. Oh, chess cube, chess cube, chess cube, forged from carbonite, and when the chess cube's ready, we'll play into the night. These are not the rebels that we're looking for. Good. All right, let's begin. Moses spoke to the people of Judea and said to them, You are to observe these commandments. All hail the statue of Java! All hail the statue of Java! Hello, various creatures of all species! My name is Menorah! You have to stand for this! Let us revolt against our hut oppressors and restore our planet of Judea! Whoever is with me, let us flee 
hills. <laughs> and so the rebels of Judea fought valiantly against Jabba's troops. They even fought against elephant walkers. After many battles, news of Judean victory reached Jabba the Hutt. Sir, your jelly donuts are ready. Jabba the Hutt says, bring me more food as he chomps down on jelly donuts. Yes. I will also make some potato pancakes. More importantly, the Judeans have liberated their planet, sir. We should recall all forces from Judea Joy? to back to this planet's pal palace on Tatooine. Jabba knocks the droid over and says, what? That's very bad. We have done it! We have liberated Judea! <laughs> In honor of Menorah, we should celebrate for eight days. One for each one of Menorah's arms. <clears throat> What's this? Princess Leia's on her way? Cool. All of you have fought heroically. The Rebel Alliance will provide support to the new government of Judea. May everyone in this galaxy have freedom of religion and respect for each other. I wrote a song to commemorate the occasion. And you know what? I will have my Padawan sing the song for you. Rock of Thank you for listening to the Messianic Media Podcast. Like us on Facebook.com slash Messianic Media. Send any comments to MessianicMedia at gmail.com and you can subscribe to us on iTunes.